Hello! Welcome to another episode of Medicine Transmissions. This is your host, Emily Mayberry. And I am super excited to dive into this next episode in the series of your energy body system, how it works, and how you can get it to work for you. So in this episode, we are going to be diving a bit deeper into ways to protect your energy body and your energetic system and thus your physical system. So last episode, we went really deep. It was pretty long and in-depth, but it covered the basis and gave the general ideas of how this body system works. So if you are not sure about that, you can go back and listen to that episode or listen to certain parts that call you to get a more in-depth understanding. Now, though, we are going to go more into what does it mean to protect your energy? What does that look like? And what are different ways you can go about doing that? So in this first section, we're going to start with Setting boundaries, what really that means, where different energy leaks can happen, and what energy leaks are, and how this affects not only yourself in your energetic body, your relationship to yourself, but also your physical body. These are all really important factors, so I'm really excited. Let's jump right in. A really crucial an important step on the path to more self-empowerment and being able to really enjoy and thrive in your life is to know yourself on a really deep level. Knowing your truth and being able to discern between what is something you truly believe and is a truth for you and what is something that you have been conditioned to believe or that your pressures from different family lives or social settings or society at large have more so conditioned or formed you into believing or taking on. And one really important aspect of this is being able to set proper boundaries. Not only being able to set proper boundaries, but being able to stick to them. Being able to hold them strong and unwavering. So we are in this really intimate relationship with ourselves and our bodies. Between the eternal self and the physical body, there is this ongoing conversation. It is through our self-talk, through our thoughts, through the communications that happen within our body system. It is so intricate and beautiful, but it is also something that needs to be nurtured and tended to like a garden. And a really powerful way to nurture this garden and nurture this relationship is by setting proper boundaries. We have many different obligations and relationships, responsibilities in our life, be it in our families in our romantic relationships, in our work relationships. We have all these different realms that we exist in. And there is absolutely this idea of obligation and of 
responsibility that is can be imbalanced. But there also is this notion that certain pressures of obligation and responsibility can get pretty off kilter. There is a little bit too much of these pressures to do things that are not really truly in alignment with us. And a really good way to nurture this relationship with yourself is to really dig into yourself and feel what is it that you actually want to commit to? What is it that you actually want to show up for? Because there might be certain people in your family or in your circle that are really toxic for you that aren't honoring your relationship and your sovereignty as a person or are taking out their own hurt on you. There's many different ways this can show up. But I just want to give you that permission that you don't always have to be endlessly available. You don't always have to be a yes person. You don't always have to do what you are being told that you need to do because it's the right thing. The only person who can tell what the right thing for you is, is you. That's it. So if you are really feeling deep down in your gut and in your heart that what someone is asking of you or things that you've continually done out of this duty that you really don't want to and not in the way of like, oh, I just don't want to do that but it really goes against an internal force within you. It drains you. It doesn't make you feel good in your life in fact it sometimes can have you spiral down into unbeneficial thinking or actions for yourself it starts to make you question yourself whatever those reactions from this thing are you don't have to Say yes. You'll know your yes. And I'm not saying that you don't have to necessarily do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Because there's always a middle path there. There are things that are good, in my opinion, to push against those edges for ourselves, To push what our uncomfortability is. And to grow. But there are also things that you try, you show up, and you do over and over again. And they just keep showing up as not good for you. You don't have to do it. I know it's especially hard when it's someone that you really love or it's a family member. That That's a really hard place for a lot of people. But... If it does not serve you over and over again and it's keeping you in a holding pattern and really hurting your progression of your life or your relationship with yourself, then it just simply isn't worth it. 
Another example of this is if you are in a work relationship or if you're in the service-based offering profession and you have people that keep coming to ask for services for free or trying to get a deal or whatever it is, that's another boundary violation. There is definitely the sense of a giveaway and a sense of helping people out, of giving back to keep that, that circle of give and take going. But when it's being overused and when it's starting to drain you and affect your sense of self-worth, whether you realize it or not, that's another place where a no, a firm, confident, and yes, loving, no, to claim what it is that feels right for you to do and to not let people take advantage of you. Because every time we let people take advantage of us, every time that we go to that family member or that person and allow that interaction to happen, it's just chipping away at your relationship with yourself. Because your body, I'm sure deep down somewhere, has been telling you, please don't. I don't want this. And then the mind comes in and gives all these justifications. And in a sense, it's a betrayal to our body. Because the energetic and the body system knows what serves it and what doesn't. It's the mind that tends to get in the way. And so there starts to be this disassociation, this space in the relationship and the communication between the body, the heart, the gut, and the mind. It's going to a job that you hate, that you know is not what you want to be doing. It's getting up at a time of day that doesn't suit you. It's going along with someone else's plan that does not feel in alignment with you. This can show up in so many ways, but it all is about boundaries. And something really magical starts to happen when you start claiming boundaries. Because in a sense, that action tells a story just as much as the inaction or the action to continue going along with something that doesn't align with you. They all tell stories. And what this story tells is I am no longer here for that type of interaction. I am no longer here for that behavior to be accepted. And the magical thing that happens is you start to feel so empowered. You'll stop feeling so tired or drained all the time. Your self-worth starts to rise up. And it's interesting to watch how that other person or persons respond to it. Because you've been telling the story, that's okay to treat me that way. Or I deserve to have this be this way. This is what I want for my life. And once you start to change that story and claim and power for yourself, no, no more. Then you're also telling the story that not only is that not what I call into my life and what I see is acceptable and worthy and deserving, but what 
is deserving of my life is now a different quality. And since we are these magnetic, you know, electric beings, (laughs) and we have this magnetic field around us, just like the earth does, well, we're also transmitters and we're transmitting out that energy. And that's what is going to come back to us more often because we're no longer allowing that into our space. So not only do we feel better, but we're going to experience things better. And it might take some time. That's okay. There might be, you know, different instances where the same pattern tends to come up. And it's because we have this beautiful subconscious mind and body that takes care of a lot of the automated responses so we don't have to be thinking in our cognitive brain every little decision of moving of the arm or how we brush our teeth or all the things then the subconscious takes over and does these things these beliefs these habits these all this and so sometimes the subconscious mind can take a little while to catch up with this new decision you're claiming for yourself Or maybe the person on the other end of it really is not happy that they aren't having you play to their whim as they were able to before. So they're going to try and they're going to poke and they're going to try and they're going to poke. But the more you keep doing this consistently, the more you're going to rewire your subconscious, especially if you really, truly, fully go all in and really believe it. And if you find yourself doubting push back into the belief because our minds are that powerful but definitely for that person eventually they're going to get sick of knocking on a door that has no answer and it's pretty amazing what can happen once this really sets into your life so I encourage you to try this in whatever area of your life that you want to find you know Because you deserve that. And that's also the spots where these energy leaks happen. Because when we are being assaulted and we're allowing people to treat us in that way, maybe it's someone who just is a really hurting person. Usually it's hurt people who hurt people. But they've turned it into this toxic nature of making cutting remarks or making jokes that are not funny and are really not jokes and are meant to cut at you, or they're sarcastic, or they constantly nitpick at you. All these things, if you're not putting up that fair boundary of, no, not here, I will not accept that, you start to let it come in. And those parts of you that maybe are still a little self-conscious or are not feeling totally secure in what you are and that knowledge of self are going to start to be unsure. Is that true? Are they right? Do I deserve this? And these little assaults on our spirit, really, and our self start to make little cracks in that magnetic field, in that energy field. Some people call it the auric field. And then that's how other things can get in. And our body is very sensitive as well to 
all of these things. And so these different emotional experiences correlate with different parts of our body and where those energy leaks are that makes those organs and those part of our bodies more susceptible to dis-ease. Disease? Dis-ease. Misalignment in our energy. And sometimes it'll start to really collect because the emotional things that are unprocessed or that are not completely allowed to move through us and we hold it on and take it on as a truth of our own get actually stuck physically in our body eventually. And they start to create these what are called blockages. And you think of it like a dam, a dam that is stopping the flow of energy because energy, just like the blood, moves all throughout our body, very water-like. It's more of a plasma, but it moves like water. And so it'll stop up that energy. And anytime energy gets stagnant in the body, it can cause muscle pain. It can cause joints inflammation. It can cause other issues within the body system. And if this continues to build up over time, it can start to cause other health issues. Because the body is just trying to ask for what it needs, which is healing. For us to not have this emotional overwhelm stuck, this stagnation, these really dense stories, beliefs, emotions that we're holding in our body is true. Emotions are energy in motion. They are meant to come and inform us, have the experience, and then move on in their way. They're not meant to be held in our bodies as a truth, as an absolute or as something that needs to, to be permanently with us. It's supposed to be in motion. So when we build up our boundaries, it's going to help this whole process because you really start to feel confident in yourself. The self-doubt will slowly start to crumble and erode away and be replaced by it. Because what we focus on, what we give our attention to, is what grows. And what we don't starts to go away. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute. You just said when things and emotions sit in us, there's a blockage. So if by not paying attention to it, isn't that not helping? <laughs> yes, fine line there. When things get so lodged into us as a belief we've taken on, well, now we're holding on to it. Now it's an attachment. Now it's a part of the story that we're running in the subconscious. But when we are ready to let go of it, and we have processed it properly, and then we starve it of our intention. And we say, nope, no more. I'm not giving you any more of my energy that's when it can dissolve and dissipate. So I hope that makes sense. So now that we've gotten a pretty clear understanding about boundaries, let's go into this next section, which is a very important part of not only helping build up the boundaries and building that relationship with yourself, but also with moving the emotions and seeing what it is that you're holding and revealing these things to yourself. So let's talk about self-talk.
The way that we talk to ourselves is one of the most essential and often overlooked aspects to improving our life, to living joyfully, to gaining the successes and the goals that we have for ourselves. So much of this self-talk can actually be very self-defeating, and it doesn't always seem so at first. So a really, really wonderful practice is to actually listen to the words that you say when you're talking to yourself and also when you're talking about yourself to others. Use it as a really powerful mirror to actually hear what you're saying. It's also helpful to look at it from a third perspective and pull yourself back. And if you heard someone you loved talking about yourself or themselves, the way that you're talking to yourself, what would you say to them? Would you be okay with what they're saying? And so you're going to start observing your language, observing how you respond to when you make natural mistakes or when you are learning something new, when you are frustrated with different aspects of your life, yourself, whatever it is, what are the words that you use? And once you start to listen, you're going to look for patterns and, and li listen for these particular words, these little roadblocks you put up yourself. I shouldn't have done that. Or I should do that. I need to do that. I can't believe I did that again. I'm such an idiot. All these things that slip into our language. And again, that maybe we say, oh, I'm just joking. Your body doesn't know the difference. Your body hears the words and it responds. And that internal, when your brain starts ticking and you're just going, swimming in these loops of thought. If you're someone who's really hard on yourself, that's, that's the real juice to listen to. And then once you start to see these patterns, catch yourself. As soon as you say something that you don't want to say to yourself, that you don't want to say to your inner child, that you don't want to say to your beautiful heart, then you catch yourself, you hear it, and immediately switch it with a different word, with a word that has a more positive trajectory for yourself, that is kinder to yourself, that doesn't block you from something. Oh, that would never happen. You know, that could happen. That happened. I'm open to the possibility, right? I have to do this. I get to do this. There's such a difference when you just tweak it, these little, little bits. And then once you start this practice and you're moving around, listening to the patterns that come up, if you want, you can even take it a step deeper. You might hear within these repeated, because there's usually patterns in it. There's usually certain times or certain word phrases, things that you use that are causing these roadblocks for yourself or this self-inflicted pain. 
And you might start to hear something that someone, maybe a parent, a teacher, someone you respected, an old friend, said to you. Maybe once that really caused a big ripple, or maybe they said it to you over and over again, and it has become a not-so-great mantra that now you've taken on, and you continue to inflict that pain on yourself. You've taken on that limitation. And maybe they didn't say it to you. Maybe it's something that you heard them saying about themselves, and now you find yourself doing the same thing. Oh, no, I couldn't be like them. But not in action, but in words. And words are what breed our action. So it's really helpful. And it sounds so simple, and it is. But it becomes a really profound tool. For me personally, it has shifted my life so much over the years. I was so unkind to myself for so long, so hard on myself. And part of it was out of my own unworthiness and insecurities from some pretty intense experiences I had that I didn't process properly. And also some of those phrases that I took on from people I respected around me. It was a combination for me. And over the years as I've found this, I've been able to shift it. And yes, simple, yes, subtle at first, but it has moved mountains for me. And now I incorporate it into my offerings, my services that I do when I work with people or when I'm holding council space because words are so incredibly powerful we have thoughts first and that's when the unmanifest first takes its little sliver of a manifest form it comes down from the ethers <laughs> and condenses into that wave of thought the neuron fires well then if we choose to bring it through our breath, which is our spirit, right? Our spirit incarnate for the, that first movement. It is the first physicality of that unmanifest. Even though it takes a tiny physicality in the electrical explosion in our neuron, this is when it's first coming really out of us into the external. These words are powerful because of that. They go out and they really make movement to create the external reality. Either by calling to us what we are weaving with our words, again with that electromagneticism, by repelling or magnetizing people to us by what they're hearing us say and how it makes them feel subconsciously and otherwise. Maybe it's a spark of an idea that someone gets really excited about and then you go and you create that thing together. Maybe it's an inspiration that changes their life and they go off and do something incredible in the world that affects all of us. Words are that powerful. You can cut someone down or you can build them up. And that person could be someone outside of you or someone inside of you that is you. So it's really a great practice to heal and work with our words 
especially because by hearing these words, that's a really great way to identify what we might be missing. Because maybe we can't see where these energy leaks are. Maybe we can't see yet what boundaries we need to put up, where we need to stand for ourselves. But by hearing our words, it can be a great guiding system to places where we need to do that. A lot of times when we're around people who are very dominating over our energy and are not really good for us, you find that you stumble over your words. You can't speak your truth. Your voice is not as strong. You can't say what you want to say. All of those are really great indicators that either you need to not interact with that person or you need to change the boundaries. You need to change the um, rules of your interaction, if you will. Because it's not always necessarily that you need to cut someone out. For me, that's like the last resort, unless it's a very strong, yes, cut that person out at first. That's rare, though. I don't like this cancel culture. I don't like this, like, delete people out, block them, unfriend them, that whole idea. But changing the dynamics of the relationship to be more in balance and speaking what you need and what you will not accept, that could be really healing not only for you, <clears throat> but for the person. Maybe no one has ever stood up to them. Maybe no one has ever, with as kind of words as possible, let them know what their actions and how when they say those words makes other people feel. That could be life-changing for them. To me, all of these things are tools for tolerance and for compassion, but not in a way where you are a doormat, but in a way where you can speak with that strength and that power and maybe shine a light on something that they have never seen. And for them to contemplate, and it most likely isn't going to happen in that moment. There's some beautiful times where that is the case, and shift can happen right in front of your eyes. But know that they might take that, and it might plant a seed for them that they can unfold in their own time. I really believe that we're all here to help each other grow, help each other build, and sometimes those rough edges that we have grind up against each other so that it smooths us out and refines us. And isn't that beautiful? If something is really, really triggering for you, that's that moment to lean in with a firm boundary. Not turn away, but lean in and try to gain some understanding. You don't have to agree with a person. You don't have to submit to their will. You don't have to completely let them do and treat you in whatever way they please. That's not what I'm saying. But you lean into it instead of avoiding or running away or shutting them down. And you see, where is the gold here? Where is the lesson? Where can I have more understanding? Even if it's only the understanding of how they got to that point. What in them is making them act that way? Because I guarantee, most likely, it's not you. Unless you are being a jerk, then there you go. But <laughs> So these are all really beautiful opportunities, especially in those uncomfortable moments. Those are the times where there's most opportunity for growth. And as we start to use this muscle of discerning, of listening to our needs, 
coming from our body's reactions, the tightness in our throat, the sinking feeling in our stomach, whatever it is. Maybe your hands get tense, if you a jaw clench. These are all indications from your body that something is not right. We don't like this. We don't want this in this way. And the more you respond with love and stand up for yourself in that way and listen and respond to your body, that's no longer betrayal. That's a loving response. That is telling your body, I'm going to listen to what you're saying and I'm going to act for you, with you, not against you. And it starts to build this trust. And the more you get used to building that muscle of hearing your body, it will show up in all these other ways. And that's how we get into these really subtle parts of ourself, especially when we meditate. If you're just sitting, it could be five minutes. It could be two minutes, 10, 20, an hour. But if you sit with yourself and just stop and just be for that time, in addition to doing these boundaries practices, you're going to really start to tune into this absolute, powerful, subtle nature. The subtle movements within your body. You're going to tap into that infinite cosmic source within yourself that everyone has. And that's really when the magic starts going. So do yourself a favor. Think about the boundaries that you have. And just one more thought. Boundaries are very important. But there are also boundaries that are too hard. That we are shutting people out. Shutting out opportunities. Because the boundary has now become this type of armor. That we have at some point thought is protecting us. But really, it's just keeping us isolated, alone. And not getting what it is we really want and need. So I, I really do want to speak to that as well because that's another important thing to explore and something that's come up a lot with a lot of my clients that I've worked with and something that I really don't want for anyone because you know what I've also been there oh yeah I've been on both sides I've not put up boundaries strict enough with some people and allowed people to walk all over me at times in my life and I've also put up boundaries that were way too thick way too thick not in the right balance and man did I feel super alone until I made the choice to renegotiate those boundaries with myself too. So, there you go. Some beautiful things to munch on and to work with. And for next episode, I am going to be diving into another layer on this understanding the body system, how to heal it, what works with it. And that is going to be about something very special and near and dear to my heart, which is sound healing, frequency healing. This is something I have been working with for many, many years. I've been a musician for a long time. And my love for music has evolved into my healing work, which I'm now a certified sound healer, even though I've been doing sound healing for a long time. And... It has just completely blown the lid off of so much <laughs> in the best way. And I'm ever deepening my practices and also my knowledge 
on frequency and what it does to the body. And it's incredible. So I am really, really excited to dive into the next episode and show you how sound healing can really help your body system and your energy system and how you can have it work for you. So thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful day. I love you so, so much. See you next time.